Hey everyone, this is Johnny with AV Insider, a show that can be found at ravepubs.com. And you can find that under the Rave Radio tab. Hopefully you found us on purpose, and thank you all the listeners who've come back. Today, I've got a special guest. Being that it's a new year, I thought about a few things. Typically, I work with the, the manufacturers and the people running the companies, but I think today I want a different approach. And I want to work with or speak with the people that are deploying these systems uh, when it comes to automation and lighting and AV and things like that. Um, you know, it's one thing to get it from the, the manufacturer, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but I thought it'd be a, a good point of view to get it from the professionals who do this day in and day out. So the first person I thought of was Mr. Mike Restrepo, who has joined us today and he is the owner of Restrepo Innovations. Mike, thank you for taking the time this evening. I do appreciate it. Thank you very much. You know, I appreciate being on the show with you. Definitely um, a fan. I've watched the podcast in the past, and uh, you know, Johnny has definitely I've bumped into you more than a few times at a few at a few trade shows. You're definitely a guy out there making it happen, and uh, totally appreciative to be on the show with you. Thank you very much. Yeah, man, I'm gonna have to um, get off the podcast at the trade show sometime and track you down so we can hang out outside of the show because uh, that is yet to happen, and so. That's something we're going to do, at hopefully an upcoming show, maybe at Cedia or Infocom or something like that or, or something of the like. And regardless of that, what we're here today to talk about is you and the company, right? So typically I'm going to ask you, I want to know the story behind Restrepo Innovations. But before we know that story, I think it's best to tell your story, right? So maybe this is your first job in technology or AV. Maybe this is your first job ever. I don't know. But if you care to share any and all of those details, We'd love to know how you got to where you are today before Restrepo Innovations. Honestly, uh, it all started in IT. It didn't even start in AV. And, uh, and why I started in IT is because, you know, um, where we're seeing technology today is so IT-based and networking-based. It, it's almost come full circle. So my first job was, uh, you know, helping an IT company doing networking and help desk support. And as I came up, I learned a lot, you know, did that for a while. Even uh, after a while, I became good enough where I even had my own little IT company. And that's when IT basically turned into a four-letter word. And, you know, we, we had the whole dot-com meltdown. And I remember reading in uh, InfoWeek, it said AV plus IT equals dollar signs. And at that point, you know, um, it was one of those sink or swim type of, type of moments. <laughs> so, you know, it really pushed me. And, you know, let's be honest, AV is so cool. You know, it's like technology toys. And, um, you know, and I guess that was, you know, a little tad ignorant of uh, the realities of how stressful it could be. But, um, but I definitely always wanted to do it. And at that moment, you know, I, I really... Uh, I took a leap and we started really getting into AV and doing, you know, basic theaters. You know, we were doing Zantec and Leviton and Rust Sound, you know, the basic stuff. And, you know, I was having a lot of fun, excuse me, having a lot of fun and you're having a good time. And, you know, as time goes by, you know, your career kind of changes and we, you know, I saw myself wanting to push it more and, have more fun with it and that, you know, it, it kind of grew in my passion for all this. 
it, it, it evolved over time and, and I just fell more and more and deeper and deeper in love and, and really kind of focusing on, on more of trying to find the challenges, the, the difficult, you know, the good fight. And it, it's kind of even brought me here full circle to Crestron, you know, as most of us know, Crestron can be a bit of a bear. And if you don't know what you're doing, it's, it's known to eat up dealers. And I've had such a great experience and, you know, being out there. And, and as we all know, we see more AV over IP solutions and multicast and unicast AVB and all this cool stuff and Dante and, you know, it was almost like my my life brought me here knowing that this would come and I had no idea. Now that we're here, I get to pull from my little, you know, my tool bag of tricks from, from a younger age and it's it's making life easier today. And, you know, it's, it's been a really cool experience. I've been grateful to meet so many yourself and so many other individuals that you know, has been just such a great experience. And, you know, I've been just loving life, just kind of moving along and doing my thing and really kind of jumping into uh, the big fight, the big job, and, and really just loving it and having a great time. Yeah, likewise, man. It's been nice to meet such professionals like yourself and other people out there in just unique applications. You know, being a former installer and a programmer and, and working in the, in the industry really opened my eyes to, you know, like you said, you know, what was coming. And, and here we are today with so many different solutions and ways that people communicate to make things work, you know, whether that's voice or uh, like you said, AVRP, AVB, just different, different protocols, Dante in, in commercial or residential. And for people who are unaware that you'd mentioned the company called Crestron, right? Crestron, I would say is probably the number one automation company in the world. And that's just my opinion. But when it comes to automation around the world, I think uh, Crestron is pretty recognized for who they are. Not to say that anyone is better or worse. I'm just saying that for people, when you said Crestron earlier, who may be unaware of that brand. You mentioned a bunch of other brands too, which range from commercial to uh, residential. And so uh, in your previous companies, were you a bit of a mix of both residential and commercial or did you focus on uh, primarily uh, the one? It it was always this this play between the two, you know. I I, I kind of jumped around trying to find my way, and as I said, I I never really wanted to pigeonhole myself, or and I was always kind of searching out this adventure for the you know the hard job, the hard thing to do, and um and sometimes it was commercial, sometimes it was resi, and you know there are certain resi jobs that almost feel commercial. And as my career, you know, grew, I, I kind of, I have, I think this year will be, will be going deeper into commercial than ever before. But as I came up, I, I really kind of bounced around, you know, we did a lot of legal, you know, a lot of law firms, a lot of real estate, you know, real estate realtors. So we, we definitely jumped around, but, um, I definitely have this love for resi. I just, I just can't even lie, you know, having working on a system that someone is truly buying something for themselves and having fun and just really showing passion. It's, I've, I've, I'm just into this whole passion play where we're really diving deep and, and the job has a soul and, uh, and, you know, and someone is really pushing it. I kind of search out and I've, 
I've always done that. And it's, it's kind of brought me to where I am today that, you know, so it, it's kind of been a little mix of both. I must be honest. It's been a little mix. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that your love for residential uh, because of the, where it feels more, I don't think you said custom, but I think you feel more, more of a passion for like, you know, someone is asking you of X because they're going to use it personally, right? It's not meeting a spec in a boardroom or something like that. It's different. They they want this in their homes because they're going to use it day in and day out and they're going to love it. I mean, that's the idea, right? And oh, it's yeah. and a friend of mine, Joel over at Rave mentioned the same thing and he does stuff with like hedge funds and he mentioned, you know, commercial is great, but resi, you know, is where it's at because of this reason, right? Where commercial is you are meeting a spec that's on a drawing where resi is like, is more of like someone's passion and love and, and dream. You're fulfilling a dream on the residential side, right? Oh yeah. And not to say that you couldn't quite do the same thing in commercial, right? There's some really extravagant projects when it comes to automation on the commercial side. However, it's like you said though, right? You're someone is paying you because they want to live with this for the rest of their life. That's like, that's their idea is that I want this in my home. And I'm going to use this, whether it's a custom home theater or a two channel room or a complete control system in my home that transform my home into the standard homes that people are accustomed to, to a full scale custom solution that nobody else have. It might be similar to something else out there and, you know, some a neighbor might have something similar, but it, it's custom and it's made to that person's desire. And, and you, your company, Restrepo Innovations is there to meet those needs. So my question, I guess, in this is that at the company that you run now, Restrepo Innovations, which can be found at restrepoinnovations.com, what, what it goes like in a basic like meeting when, I guess there's two ways, right? So do clients approach you or do you go out there and find bids, you know, to, to bid on? I am always selling. I am always networking. I am always searching out. And I am, and it's funny that you see hedge fund because, you know, I know you had mentioned Joel and his love for hedge fund because in finance, I definitely, um, I have grown to build my own name in that sector because at the end of the day, you, you really, fortunately or unfortunately, you're going to have to go by those who can actually afford what you're trying to sell. Right. <laughs> So, you know, it is what it is. So the reality is the finance sector are some of the most wealthiest people in the world with some taste that is so amazing. So I have learned that I've, I would have to develop a reputation over time. And again, that's why fighting the good fight over time and over years have brought me into these circles and to these people. So as much as, yes, I have to sell it, it's almost like I have to maintain the reputation and it's also why I stay on these projects and doing these kind of jobs is that, you know, you got to stay in the circle and by staying in the circle, you got to keep doing those jobs. It's like, a, I, I felt like in, in the beginning, it was a catch 22. You never get the big job because you're not on the big job, but how do you get on the first big job? You know? Yeah. So now that we stay on it, you know, and, and we stay in those circles, I, I, I'm always meeting friends and, and honestly, I found just making sure you exceed expectations and, and beyond all the, the bells and whistles, you know, I, I had a finance guy come to me, a hedge fund manager. He's like, Mike, I love all those things. All that is great. But there's one fundamental thing that you must answer. Does it work? 
And if you can answer that and you can get beyond that first scare of does it work, that's when that true passion out of your customer really comes out, that fear, and then they start really having a great time with you. And again, why I love that resi, that because if they have the means and the will, anything is possible. Exactly. Now, you mentioned, you know, hedge funds and, and sometimes you have to go with the people who have the budget, right? So I just want to clarify that automation typically isn't something that's very inexpensive and it doesn't definitely isn't, you know, this buzzword going around IOT and smart devices adding on. However, you can put devices together to create similar, I guess, types of scenarios where an automated trigger could happen. So I just want to clarify when we talk about like a full scale automation system that is a truly automated device and you aren't telling it to do things because it's smart enough to make decisions based on certain factors, that's automation. And that typically isn't something that's very cheap and it isn't something you just pick up off the shelf at big box store. It just doesn't work that way. So no. I just wanted to clarify to people, you know, we talk about cost, right? There is a cost and there are designs that can be created around a budget, assuming that you, the, the homeowner, the project owner, have a budget to work with and are realistic about what you're going to get for X budget because things do cost money and labor and time and design and things like that. The list goes on and on. But we need to establish a few things. So for you, uh, Mike, uh, let's just start with Resi, right? So you, you like Resi because you're fulfilling the dream. So I, if you were to talk to a customer, uh, let's just say that's me, and, and I don't know enough about automation to point you in the right direction, but I might have some idea of, yeah, I'm looking at, you know, some audio in the house and, you know, I know I want to control some TVs and a few basic things in terms of lighting. What could you tell me or, or some of the other listeners about, uh, I guess about your company and what is possible out there? Cause I think some of the biggest thing, um, some of the biggest downside to automation is that the general public doesn't know enough about it to tell you the professionals exactly what they want because they're not educated enough to know what's possible. Uh, honestly, I, I really take the approach of, uh, I try to develop a, as much of a profile of the individuals that will be using the system the most and really having a conversation about their lives. How do they live? You know, what are the things that they like? You know, what, what, are their, what are their passions? You know, what kind of music do they like? Do they even like music? What do they do? Do they like fast cars? What, what are those things? You know, what, you know, trying to really develop this profile of this individual because you're 100% correct. They more likely are not going to be able to articulate. Not, they're not going to say, hey, I need this part number or I need this. That's never going to happen. Right. And even a lot of the time, they're not even going to tell you, I want, you know, I want Atmos or I want some other technical term. They, you know, that they are more likely not even going to know those terms. Like you had said, two, a two channel, they more likely don't even know what that means. Correct. So, developing this profile of really what makes this and again it's this passion thing really what brings this passion into these individuals like i will sometimes bring these people after talking to them for a while play some music play something that i know that they like after talking with them 
and seeing how that affects them. Do they really, you know, you can look at someone and see, do their eyes open up? Do they, do they get that feeling like they're back at a moment in their life that they're remembering again? Are they feeling this passion? And, and as you go forward developing this profile, and again, my, my systems tend to organically just grow. And I don't, I don't really try to shoot for the moon from day one. Again, they just grow. And I, I grow with their feeling. I allow them. I don't, I don't necessarily sell. I educate. So as I go through my process and, and we are becoming friends and understanding each other, and, and then I, I start explaining to them the things that make me passionate and why I like technology, we start developing a vocabulary and also a comfort in one another because I explain to them automation at times can be a marriage. You know, I'm, I'm going to be privy. I'm going to be around and you're going to have to be comfortable with this. So you should be comfortable with me and the people around me and this, for this to truly work. And as we develop this and this, this verbiage, this, it really, they start feeling more and more empowered and they start articulating in a more reasonable, more in an easier way for us to understand what they want. And again, since it's not like shooting for the moon from day one, I'm not trying to look for the massive job. I'm really trying to fulfill their needs and their wants. It just organically grows in a, in a pace that they want. And as long as you maintain stability and speed and you're getting it done, they, they, they really, I've always felt it, the project just naturally grows because they, they start understanding. And, and again, if you're not selling and you're educating, they don't feel like you're pushing them because if you, if you start getting pushy and start doing it, they clam up and then they don't want to talk. And now you're in a different situation. So really getting to articulate and, and, and developing this relationship gets them to start telling you what they want. And then you just build it. And I, I really build, I build the ease of being able to add on to these systems. And that, that concept, even our code set is very, very expandable, you know, and the way like we're really big with conduit and pre-wiring for things and, you know, connecting stuff so that they can expand out and, you know, all those things so that the customer, as they go, like I was just on a project that, we started with a very small budget and the guy was like, yeah, I think I want one shade. All right, everybody, we are back. Uh, we had a little uh, glitch in the matrix, which has been solved. And um, so thank you one Michael for that information. That was really good in terms of the right conversation to have with the people you're developing a relationship. that's kind of akin to a marriage that you're going to be there day in and day out. And, I'm sure there's nights that you're in someone's home and things like that. And you want to make sure that you're the right fit for them and vice versa, that they're the right fit for you and your team. Um, but what also I think would be good to know, and if you have this, I'd love to hear this. What is some good information for the homeowners who maybe are curious about either approaching you or somebody about an automation system for their home or project that may not be, may not have all the right um, verbiage, words, knowledge, someone who doesn't know where to start, but they, they heard because their neighbor had an automation system or something like that. And that's the way it is. And they've been hearing about it, but don't know 
to ask the right questions, what can they do to, to kind of brush up and do some of the homework so that way they're ready to have that conversation with someone like yourself? Honestly, um, we live, it, I think now is one of the easiest times ever to find a company. And, that, and why I say that is because of the advent of social media and so many companies being online and presenting photos and experiences, you can really start seeing some of the detail in how companies handle, how many projects, what kind of projects they do. And that even helps you with kind of figuring out what is it that you're looking for and, you know, trying to make sure that you select the correct company that is in your, in your realm. Plus they have, um, HTA is another great resource that I always recommend where they are, you know, a third party vetting service that will actually go through and they can even find dealers in your area and they'll, vet them from do they have a lead, they'll talk to their customers, to the manufacturers, and also see what kind of projects are they doing and at what price range. So that that's another very, very, very big, big thing is because the dealer, that the individual with the multi-million dollar home to the person just trying to do the ring doorbell, they're not the same dealer. You know, and really trying to find someone that is not only in your budget, but also wants to be doing the projects that you want to be, that wants to be in your space, that that is going to be another very fundamental thing that you're going to want to know. So again, why really, I would say, really do your homework, go out there on social media, and when you find somebody... I would ask them, you know, um, do you have a customer that I can talk to? You know, I'd like to talk. Can I see pictures of your current job? You know, I would really press people, do your homework. You know, even when things sound great and everything is, you know, seems to be amazing, you'd be surprised how many smoke and mirrors and things like that are out there. Even for me, and I warn people all the time when they first meet me, and even as happy as they are, I'm like, hey, you know what? Before you do anything, I recommend you, if I say use Crestron, you know what? Why don't you call Crestron? Just call them and say you're doing business with me and see what they say. Ask them about what their feelings about what you're trying to do and if I'm the right person. Because any company that is truly going to do right by you, they should be able to withstand a conversation like that it should be fine. They should be able to talk to whatever manufacturer, whatever product. You know, there's a million automation systems out there. And the reality is in the right space, basically they all work. It's just when you start doing things in the wrong way, which the wrong dealer will more likely do, is when you start falling into problems. So again, I encourage people, really do your homework. Don't just dive in just because you think you feel good about it. You know, really reach out to the manufacturers that they're telling you that you, you should be using. And again, social media is such a huge, huge asset. Check their page. Check their Instagram. Are there new pictures? Are there new, like, are they constantly updating? You know, is it the same job site over and over again? Because you can also notice that that, to me, is a huge red flag. Like, 
how long are you going to be on this job site? Like, what's going on? You know, what kind of progress? And even asking them, like, uh, do you have any certifications? You know, uh, and another thing to bring up is insurance and the proper documentation. And do, you know, are they legitimately in business? Do they have the correct insurance? Do they have all the correct paperwork to be in your facility? That's one of the benefits of, you know, being in this area for customers in the New York area is that a lot of the times our building will require certain certain riders from their insurance company for dealers to be able to even come into the building. Now people in their regular home, they may not have, they may not have someone pressing in that kind of way. And they're more likely to kind of have anybody. I know they, in our industry, we have this term, you know, trunk slammer that gets thrown around. And the reality is we were probably all a trunk slammer at one point. So depending on where you are in, you know, where you are in the kind of project that you want to do, you really got to try to find the company that is the best fit for you. And even if you feel great about it, just don't go with your first feelings. Really do homework on people and search it out and really investigate before you really get involved. Because as I said earlier, it's a marriage and you're going to be married to this person. And if you're investing good money, you don't want to waste your money on having to redo things or getting a bad job and not finding out to the very end that, you know, you didn't get what you thought you were paying for. Right. Exactly. Um, there's one point that I'd like to touch a little bit on that you'd mentioned. I think there's a really, really good information. I mean, all of that's really good, but there's one I like to focus on. You mentioned for uh, a homeowner to go to the HTA, which is the home technology association where they can find and get matched with the right, um, the right design firm or, or automation company, right? So that they'll, they do a little bit more than that, but that, I think that's great. And I guess one question is that, are, are you an HTA certified company that you can be paired with a, the right people through this website? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We are certified to the luxury, uh, at the luxury level Our you know, our average projects are from 150 to 300,000. And um, we have no liens. We have happy customers, and you know, and uh, manufacturer loves us. And you know, we've been featured in magazines and all that stuff. So I always encourage that. You know, I have nothing to hide, and I'm. You can feel free to talk to my customers today and my customers from yesterday. And you know, I'm. I'm. I. I work in that manner because I want people to work with me like that. And we, you know, the kind of clientele that I end up dealing with, there is a lot of trust. So I must be by design as transparent as possible. And that's why I really appreciate having a third party vetting because I stress to them, don't believe me. Don't believe me. Believe, do your homework, even against me. There always must be checks and balances, even with me, with everybody, to keep everybody honest. Because that, that, you know, you're going to have to have a comfort level. And, and, as, and the bigger the price point, the more comfort you're going to have to have in all this. So really doing your homework and your due diligence on having someone. Because at the same time, there are companies even out there that may do good work, but that gouge people. So there are, there are other problems that you may have going through and kind of going through the lines and figuring out what you want to do. So really doing your homework and 
And again, why I loved HTA because even when we approached them, you know, I was I was excited about it, about having a third party. I know that may sound a little weird, but I truly was excited about having a third party company vet us like that. You know, I didn't want it to come from any one of us. I wanted to have another someone out there that would say, hey, you know what? Mike's not full of it. You know, Restrepo, the, their company is not full of it. They are the real deal. And we look to prove it every single day. And, you know, having a service like that was a was a huge help. You know, I, I remember there was a time where having a CDA certification felt like something huge. But, you know, as we see more of these certifications, sometimes there's so many certs, it's hard to understand for the layman what they all mean. So having something like HTA that can kind of read between the lines and really do some homework for you. And, and even on their website, having a calculator on, you know, what a project that you're talking about, what does that mean? How much does something like that cost so that you can really gauge your expectations on what you're trying to accomplish? Um, again, uh, and I keep stressing this, do your homework and you can't 100% believe what the person in front of you is saying. There should be someone else that is vetting them, you know, and, and I think that to me is the key. Yeah. Uh, again, for people who are unfamiliar with the HTA, they're the Home Technology Association. You can head over to htacertified.org to kind of check out everything that Mike just said in regards to that. Um, they, one, will pair you with the right uh, dealer in your area or design firm or, or whichever the, the case may be for your project. And two, let's say the right uh, company is Restrepo Innovations, they will pair Mike with you, assuming that you're the right person for them, right? It's a, it's a third-party vetting, which is great because then you don't have to take Mike's word for it. Double-check him. Do your math. Do, do your homework. Do the research. It's going to benefit you and your project in the, in the long run, and it's going to be it's going to be worth your time. The other portion of that is the the calculator, right? That's what you mentioned the 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 quotes tool. I can't remember what they call it there. Um, it's basically a calculator, right? There's a little calculate your budget button, and I can't remember. It's like ten minutes of questions at most, roughly, uh, eh, five minutes or less. You answer about twenty questions. You get through it. I did the same thing. And I, I'll be honest with you. I went through these questions the first time and um, I thought that there was no way that this online questionnaire could be even close to a reality of a project, right? So what I did was I took the home that I live in and I came up with some basic, oh, I want audio, I want this, I know I want these things. And it was very generic. I had no specifics other than wanting some desires of certain things in, in my quote unquote home through this tool. And by the end, it gave me a very realistic number. Well, how do I know that? One, being a former dealer of products and, and doing the work, I know what things cost and I know that, that those are realistic numbers. Um, so the second half to that is be prepared to be sticker shocked, right? This is great for both the the person who is going to be doing the work, in this case, Mike, or and or the homeowner, you listening, this will be good for you because you will know what it costs gener uh, sort of generically, if you will, up front, what in your mind, the things that you've decided will be in your home, right? In your head, this, this idea and this concept, this dream that you have, you're going to get a number, a very realistic number from someone else that isn't Mike before he tells you. So now one, what that does is he doesn't have to stick or shock you and scare you away. 
you're getting a third party number from someone else who isn't lying to you. It's just a tool and it's free for anyone to, to use at hdacertified.org. You're going to get a very realistic number of what this dream that you came up with and no one else has influenced you in any way to what it's going to cost. So that way you don't feel like you're getting ripped off, but I guarantee you are going to get sticker shock. That's just, I mentioned that in the beginning and Mike alluded to that as well. Automation costs money, right? It's, you got to go with people who have the budget. And so this is a very realistic tool that'll help you realize what your dream will ultimately cost. Um, then once you get through all that, you know, if all worked out well, they'll, they'll pair you with Mike or, or the right team in your area. And if it's in New York and it's this size, uh, I believe Mike, you said you're the luxury dealer through HTA. So if your project needs are in that, in that range, you're probably going to get paired with Mike and his team. Then you'll get a call uh, or you might get paired before then, but you'll have some, a lot of the homework done for you. So that is a really good tool. And for more information about the, uh, the home technology association, I would recommend for people to check out AV insider episode 126. Are you HTA certified? Check it out. We, uh, we interviewed uh, Josh Christensen. I think his name is Josh Christian. I was way off. Josh Christian uh, who runs it over there. It's, it's really good information. Don't take it from me. Take it from the man running the show over there. Episode 126. Now, now, Mike, so that brings us back to you and the company. You guys have been established uh, Restrepo Innovations for how many years now? Uh, to be honest, this is where uh, I throw a lot of people off. Uh, our company is a little over a year old now. Okay, that's right, because you, you were a, a, a different company, but this this company is, is only a year old. Damn, I guess it's yeah. a little longer than that. Okay. Yeah, I've uh, I I don't want to you know make it seem like something it's not. I've definitely been in the industry for years. You know, I've uh, I've had several other companies, several partners, and you know, I've uh, I've danced around. You know, done my thing, and and that this this reiteration of um of Restrepo in essence. You know, when I when I started this venture, it's a funny story because. I remember sitting at the table, you know, I, I was kind of feeling burnt out and really feeling like all this was all about finance. And it was kind of feeling like I was losing the love of it. Like it was just all about money. And, um, and I really hated that. You know, I was, I always had a passion and I, and I never really wanted to do it for the money. I wanted to do it because I was having fun and I was loving what I was doing. And I remember sitting at the table and I, I have three beautiful daughters and my one daughter, I'm talking to her about it. I'm like, you know, I think, I think Bobby's going to start a new company. We're going to do this different. And I'm, I'm trying to even figure out what we're going to call it. And, and my daughter's like, why don't we call it Restrepo? You know, it's, it's about you. You're going to do your thing. And I was just like, you know what? That is, um, it is so innocent. It is so real. It was so right. And that has been the mantra that is, um, we're doing it our way. We're, we're not, you know, and you'll see it a lot on us is passion before profit. And, um, I'm really not even into it for the, for the money. I'm, I'm truly having fun every day and I get to play with amazing toys with amazing people and really trying to push the envelope and truly have fun and and it's been such an amazing ride you know i've i've had so many manufacturers and CEOs and owners just approach me and want to you know want want to hear about stuff and 
you know, seeing where I can help, you know, and just playing with their product. May it be Josh AI or even Crestron themselves or, uh, you know, audio control with Alex or, you know, I could go on and on about these brands and, and just the fun. And, and honestly, when, when I took the whole money equation out of it and just really made it about passion and, and not really, you know, of course, we all have bills and things to pay. You know, we have employees and all that, you know. Um, but it's it's been one of the oddest things, you know, not really being so concerned about just making all kinds of money and more concerned with providing a service and a product that I feel in my heart is the best that is out there and the best that you're going to get and truly trying to be a pioneer and really push the envelope and um, really give something like we, I pride myself in the fact that I have such a very, very, very low failure rate to the point where I can't even sell service contracts because the customers are like, but it's never breaks. So why would I buy that? You know? <laughs> so, and, and you know what? I agree. I say, you know what? It does feel silly. And, and it's just been such an amazing adventure. So really, I, I, um, I'm really feeling blessed this time around, you know, and, and really just kind of, again, where it's that we're back to the passion play, back to having fun, back to the basics, as they say. And I'm going to keep it there. You know, I'm, I'm going to, uh, the analogy I could be is I can imagine the football player imagining himself as a young kid playing football on the street and taking the money out of it. And that passion and that love he had when he played with his friends. And I get to play with my friends. You know, my friends have, happen to be some of my employees, but the reality is I don't, you know, I work for them as much as they work for me. And we're all a big family. And being that way makes every day just so awesome and so amazing. Like, look, I'm, I'm on your show. Like, how amazing is this? I feel like a little kid every day. You know, I get these opportunities and I'm just so humbled, just so appreciative to just even be part of all of this that, you know, this time around, it's it's really going to be about, you know, having fun and just continuing that passion and just, you know, making it all about family and about doing the right thing. Well, for people who want to learn more and about your passion and, and see what you're providing and learn more about your company, or maybe they have a project and they need your help on it. Where can the listeners go to learn more? Well, they can always reach out to our website, uh, restrepotivations.com. You know, they can catch me on Facebook, Michael and stuff. I have a morning rant where I talk about this and that. They can catch us on Instagram, on Restrepo Innovation, on uh, Twitter, I believe it's Go Restrepo, on LinkedIn. We hit every single social media you know, we're in magazines. We just had like a four-page spread in Connected Design. I know we just won an award with Crestron. So we, um, we're we really out there. You know, we really like to really publicize the things that we're doing, let the world see it. You know, again, I, I got nothing to hide and I want to show it all. Just let it all hang out and just make it as real as possible and you know, continue that passion. So they can definitely, and, they, at, and at best, Honestly, they can always catch me on my cell phone, 201-952-4624. I always answer. <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, and you mentioned, I'll, I'll say one more time. It looks like Instagram is going to be Restrepo underscore innovations. Facebook is just Restrepo innovations and Twitter is innovations MR. And um, you mentioned your daily rant, which is Michael Restrepo on Facebook. So check that out. And obviously the website is a good place to learn more about the company. You can reach out. There's a contact page and he just gave you his, his phone number. So if you want to just give him a, a call, he'll probably get back to you if he doesn't answer right then. And again, another great resource for anyone, whether you are the project, sorry, the design firm in question or the homeowner, head over to hdacertified.org and start there. It's a really good tool for both parties and it's really good for research. You're gonna be surprised how accurate that the tool is. So um, we mentioned that you go to CDA, we mentioned you go to other localized trade shows, Infocom, it's a good place to see you if you're on that side of the industry. Then for the homeowners, you have all the contact information. Everyone, this has been AV Insider, Michael, Mike Restrepo. I thank you so much for your time, your expertise, your knowledge. And in the future, I actually would love to have you come back and talk more about your passion for the game, uh, technology, and just maybe we can go into other things about how uh, other unique applications that you're doing, right? And not really to brag, but just kind of talk about the possibilities of what automation presents to people, right? You're fulfilling that dream to people and you're not doing it for the money. Sure, it pays the bills, but you're doing it for the love of, of what it is and, and how, you know, things can be and, and the solutions you're provided. So I'd love to hear more about your, your company's advancements, even though it's only been a, a little over a year. I'd love to hear you know what you're doing out there, things that you see, technology trends. Um, so yeah, I'd love to have you back later on in the year as uh, time progresses. I would love to come on. You know, I definitely i I think uh, having a deeper conversation with voice as we see it out there in AI is a bigger, bigger conversation. And voiceover, you know, having a video over IP, which continues to grow. You know, I have a huge passion for NVX at Crestron. I've been playing with it since conception and growing with it. You know, Josh AI, Alex over there, he's building a phenomenal product. His team is amazing. And uh, I definitely believe there'd be a lot to talk about. And technology is moving so fast. So God knows where we'll be in a few months. Yeah, I'm sure we'll all be uh, replaced by robots who are all automated. But that's a different conversation. <laughs> Uh, again, everyone, this has been AV Insider. I'm your host, Johnny Moda. You can find us at ravepubs.com under the Rave Radio tab. Of course, the show, AV Insider, brought to you by Tascam. Check them out at Tascam.com. And should anyone have any love mail or hate mail, I'll take both. No spam. You can email me directly at Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y, at ravepubs.com. And it's pretty much at J-M-O-T-A-3, J-M-O-T-A-3. Pretty much everywhere online except for Snapchat. That's an imposter. You can follow uh, AV underscore insider should you want to see some stuff there. And you have my email. Everyone reach out. This has been AV Insider. Mike, thank you for your time. We will catch you all in the next show. Again, AV Insider brought to you by Tascam.